Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who love their moms. What's up, Chuck and Gene? Well, that's a sweet one. Um, and it, it, it is true. I love my mother. Um, it's a sweet we... one. <laughs> I come from a, a very rich history of um, Irish Catholics, so we don't talk about that unless somebody is dying. Um, thankfully, <laughs> nobody is, but my mother did have a recent coronavirus scare, so she actually went out of her way to go, well, just so you guys know, I love you. And that's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like somebody somebody called the priest, give her last right. We're talking about love and shit. Um, but I do love my mother. Um, I do love the mother of my children. I do love grandmothers and of my children i i love all of you from from me to you nothing but love my name is chuck siders you can find me on twitter at chuck siders you can find the show at potadelphia and uh my name is gene zilek you can find me on twitter at producer gene and you know i i usually have something like quippy to say but what do you say like quippy about loving your mother uh i guess i could say that like this is something now that chuck and i have in common is we both have moms who are uh covid uh uh, recipients so you know that's a thing um both of our mothers re- recovered so that's a great uh mother's day thing is that they might be immune yeah hey there you go that puts mother's day in perspective right there for you guys <laughs> puts mother's day in perspective <laughs> like like it's a real controversial holiday it's like as we think about this mother's day you know you know, so yesterday, I, which was Saturday, I, I was I was flipping through the channels and uh, Friday, Friday the 13th was on. And I was like, oh, now that's a good Mother's Day weekend movie right there. You know, the original, you know, no Jason yet. We're really just talking about Jason's mom. Yeah. Doing all the murdering uh, on his behalf. I'll throw it out there. Do either of you know uh, his mother's name? Mrs. Voorhees. Partial credit. Gene, do you know the first name? <laughs> I do not, and I feel very bad as a horror movie Gail fan. Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees. Okay. Pamela Voorhees. I do know that it is the 40th anniversary of the release of the original. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, look at you guys with the trivia today. Some of us came prepared. <laughs> Gene, are you gonna have, or is Riverboat Gene going to make, make an appearance today? He will, and I, I've been placing bets uh, on your behalfs. Well, not necessarily on your behalfs, but uh, I did call um, the uh, Parks Casino and offer a line as to which one of you is going to, uh, uh, you know, who's going to get the most questions in my trivia game that we're going to play later. Oh, the, the, what were the odds, by the way? 100 uh, to 1 and 200 to 1? Uh, I do have, there are three Flyers questions, and one of the prop bets is that Chuck will miss all three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's mostly just because I want to see uh, money come into the other side. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you are a good, uh, you know, lines maker there. You know what you're doing over at the, uh, over at Gene's. Gene is not running an illegal sports book. Never mind. No, no. Gene is not. And if you, if you hypothetically wanted a part of this, you shouldn't slide into Gene's DMs with the. <laughs> cash me in Gene. That is not something you should do. Um, especially if you're a cop, and and mostly because I don't think I could find my DMs, so I probably wouldn't answer. You <laughs> I know. like that Ca- cash me in Gene. <laughs> no, I mean it hasn't been workshopped. It was something off the top of my head. There isn't a ten percent discount on your first buy-in. None of that. None of these things are true. I'm just more thinking: is that like a, a Doctor Phil bit? Cash me in Gene. Cash me in Gene. <laughs> As opposed anyway. to cash me outside? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it is a bit of a stretch. Again, we did not <laughs> workshop this. <laughs> Let's start with some real sports news. The 2020 NFL schedule was released, acting like they're going to play these games. Woo! And the Eagles schedule was was released. And now um, I'm asking for your first impressions of what you, what you think of the schedule after looking over it. 16 and oh! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, in all seriousness, um, the thing that has really cheesed me 
uh, last year and uh, a little bit the year before was how many teams we played last year coming off their bye. And I think it was four. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And yeah, I'd I have think to go back and check. Least, so that was something that was, was like both, hot on my radar. Was it both years uh, four or just last year that we played four off their bye? It, it was, it's been high the last two years. I know that. Yeah, whatever it is, I just felt like, man, we're always doing this. And then if it wasn't about, and then like on top of that, there were like teams coming off a Thursday game. You know, anyway, this year, zero teams coming off their bye week. We play zero teams coming off their bye week. I think we play a Dallas team coming off of a Thursday game, um, but no teams off their buys. That's a huge advantage for us. It is um, with the tremendous grain of salt that, you know, Dave, you said, oh, like these games are going to be played. <laughs> I, If I had to guess, I would say that these games will be played, but sure. like, I think the dates and times are really like, oh, no one coming off their bye. Well, someone might get an unexpected bye week. You know, hey, Saints supposed to play Carolina, but it turns out half their team is sick. Guess what? Saints, you get a bye week. You know, so uh, that's that's why I didn't have much of an initial reaction to the schedule. Okay. I look forward to it. I was like, oh, cool. Like trying to, <clears throat> you know, I always look around the holidays you know, like, what's my, you know, Christmas season going to look like? What's the uh, Thanksgiving times going to look like? You know, just thinking about, you know, that busy time of year, and that's very much associated with football for me. But the whole thing was undercut by the fact, like, okay, this is probably the order we'll play these teams. Who knows where we'll play them? Who knows when these games will be played? Yeah, and... um Jumping off of that, uh, you know, look, who knows how long this thing is going to last. Uh, but what I know is, you know, as far as the Eagles are concerned and travel, uh, there's not a lot of it in the first, wow, really, first 11 weeks of the season. Uh, or the Eagles are going to have to get on a plane twice. Yeah, that that northeast advantage really comes in handy. You know, yeah, being the look, population center of the country. <laughs> yeah, like so, Washington. That's a drive. Then uh, home, L.A. Home uh, 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 against the Bengals. So they will have to fly to San Fran and then fly. I guess fly to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that'd be a tough drive. But then, <laughs> but then home for Baltimore. Home for the Giants. Home for the Cowboys on the road for the Giants, and then on the road for Cleveland, and then it would start really start the traveling portion of the schedule. But really, the, you know, and there's a bye week in there too. So really there's a lot. Of, I mean, we should have a sizable lead in the division by week 11, I, I would think. There, there's two things I noted when I looked at the schedule. First of all, tons of 1 o'clock games early in the schedule, but then we get into a stretch where we're, like, in prime time or 4.15 for, like, six straight weeks. Um, I don't know if any of you guys picked up on that. Now, start times obviously may vary because, you know, you have the possibility of being flexed. Yeah, week, um, week 12 through week 16 are all 4.05s or 8 o'clock games. And we have back-to-back 8 o'clock games, which is going to be murder on this show, but – uh, we'll we'll make it work. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the and and those are back to back division rival games. So week yeah. seven and week eight are Giants and Cowboys back to back primetime games. So I don't know why they're putting us against the Giants in primetime, but whatever. Um, what's our Thursday game? Um, what is that start time? Is that an eight twenty start time? I think it's got to be the Forty Nine er game, right? Oh, they're in parentheses. Oh, that's the Giants game. Oh, Giants, Giants week game seven is... or Thursday. Oh, well, that's why. So that we can be in our, what do they call those? The color rush uniforms against the Giants? Yeah. Um, the other thing I noted, I don't know if you guys have a feeling, but I definitely see, uh, same as last year, there's a part of the schedule that's like um, a murderer's row. Do you remember how we had that, ske- that stretch of the schedule that was, I guess, three or four weeks where we had New England and um, – I think it was Seattle, and there was. Yeah. I feel like there was one other team that we I'm missing in there that was an absolute like, 
brutal stretch of the season. Um, I think the Vikings were in there. I think there the Vikings too. were also in there too. I think yeah. we went 0 and 3 in that stretch and still somehow managed to make the playoffs this year, which was miracle in bills the, i think the bills were part of that yeah and we ended up we did win the bills game but yeah. um there's a, a similar what i think three game stretch in in this season um i don't know if you guys uh see it the same thing now what i'm looking at i don't have the home and away um listing yeah but... i know what you're saying two of those games are home though gene okay so do you see where, where the stretch i'm talking about though yeah it's... and then the two teams that you want to have home are the two teams we have at home oh great so uh i'm looking at the End of November to the beginning of December. It's yep. uh, Seattle, Packers, and Saints. So we've got – which one is on the road? Uh, the Saints game? The Pack. The Pack yeah, the game Packers on the are on the road. We have uh, – we, uh, we don't have to go to Seattle or New Orleans. Well, good thing Carson yeah. Wentz owns the Packers at home. So <laughs> Was he 2-0? Also, I think he's 1-0. <laughs> okay. Well, also – Lambo just doesn't have that reputation anymore. Not like it's a bad, you know, stadium or anything, but that whole like, oh, you can't win in Lambo, that sure went away after Brett Favre left. Well, I also will say this is later in the year oh, uh, yeah. going to Green Bay than we have been going in the past. Right. That is true. December sixth, you know, they're gonna have three feet of snow, like you know, May in Philadelphia. Yeah. That would actually be the 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 uh, the road trip game that I would I would like to go to on this uh, on this schedule. Really? Not that Ooh, not that any good. of us are traveling, but if look, if I'm going to Green Bay, <laughs> I I want the whole experience. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want to go like, oh, I went and saw the Eagles in Green Bay in October. You know. I had to wear two two sweaters, you know. <laughs> that's what you, you want the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. That's that's how you dress in, in Green Bay in in August. I think is two sweaters. Um, <laughs> I, I think my road trip would be the San Francisco trip. I I've always wanted to go and see Alcatraz, um, mostly because you know it seems like a nice place to vacation. Um, San Francisco, not Alcatraz. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that would be my my trip on this schedule. It certainly isn't Cleveland. I've been there. Um, uh, Dave, yeah, where are uh, options? It's, Dave, it's, you you were with, in Cleveland with me. That uh, I'm never going there again. The uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a nice half day. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> well, and we we saw the most miserable Phillies Indians game. Oh God, you, you would ever want to see. Oh God, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, Grady Sizemore just like went bananas and that was when he played for the indians <laughs> yeah not but, when he but played honestly, for the phillies your choices are for like a road trip like and assuming you live in the greater philadelphia area they all suck like oh yeah. i'm gonna go see i'm gonna go see him in dc that's a a short excel trip <laughs> you know may, maybe you run into joe biden that's it you know San Francisco, that's the one to go on. Like, oh, I'm gonna go see him in Pittsburgh. Well, that's a boring ride on the Pennsylvania <laughs> Turnpike, you know. Oh, I'm <laughs> gonna go to Northern New Jersey, <laughs> you know, to watch him against the Giants. Cleveland, God no. Wisconsin, like again, only for the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Arizona, I guess. Um, Dave, you've been Dallas, to Arizona. God no. How was ours? How would Arizona be as a as a, a location? Dude, that would be a great time uh, to to go to go to Arizona. Yeah, because it'll be it'll be real pleasant there, and it, it'll be god it, awful. It, here. It's probably a little cold still. Like it's not going to be, you know, it's not like you're going to uh, Florida or something. You know, I mean, like it's still going to be pretty cool. Uh, but man, what a great time to to get away you know, from the cold Northeast and just, you know, get some, get some sunshine. And that's an indoor stadium. So, you know, that'll be climate controlled when you, when you get into the building. Yeah. And nothing like getting away from your family on December 20th. (laughs) 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 Like, like, see you guys. (laughs) I'll try to get back before Santa does. All right. So look, there was a lot of reaction uh, to this schedule. I saw a lot of positive reaction early. Um, 
like very much like oh well this is a 12 and 4 schedule 11 and 5 um what i mean what do you guys think i personally i'm looking at 10 and 6 here i'm i'm going through the schedule now so i i when i did the the you know obligatory i know nothing about this team or who's actually going to be starting on uh, week to week basis and did my wins and losses i came out 10 and 6 as well um, the, the thing that I feel like this whole season is going to depend upon, and this is not news. If anybody's ever watched the NFL is how we do against the division. We do well against the division. Uh, it's the difference between being like a 10 and six, 11 and five team. But if we like split against the Redskins in Washington, now we're looking like at an eight and eight team. Um, you know, you've got to win the games you've got to, and you certainly got to win games against your division when the division is still, you know, two steps behind you. Um, I do have them splitting against Dallas. I have them winning um, either the Seattle game or Green Bay. I think I, I had them winning the Seattle game this time. I feel like they they hopefully figured something out, and that team just can't stay as good as it is. It's got to be getting older. Um, so, you know, those were some of the highlight losses. I think they'd certainly win that Rams game. I think a lot of people are saying they think that's going to be a tough game. I don't. I think an early uh, win against the Rams. Uh, the San Francisco game is going to be a tough game, too. I'd love to see them. That'll tell you a lot early in the season if they can win that game. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I mean, I had San Francisco-Baltimore, uh, a split against Dallas, and then I have them losing two of three to Seattle, Green Bay, or New Orleans. And then mm-hmm. I like reserved a sixth game, like just for some bullshit, like Miami Dolphins esque game. Maybe maybe we lose to Cleveland. I would or, rather it be Cleveland or the Arizona, yeah. something like that. But they really should, you know, if 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 they were able to hold serve where they should, you know, that Bengals game shouldn't be a hard game. Um, right. I honestly don't don't think that the um, the Browns game is going to be a difficult game. I don't think the Cardinals game should be a difficult game. Um, it would be really nice if they could like win like that Saints game and 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 run December the way that they they have been lately. Uh, I'm a little peeved that we're not finishing the year against Dallas again. We're getting uh, a final game against either you know the Redskins or or Cowboy uh, Redskins or Giants. Um, I would I I like ending the year against Dallas. I like the idea of a potential setup to play for the division in the end of the year. Um, I'm hoping that things go in a a way that it's all locked up by then. But lately, with the way that the Doug Peterson era has gone, um, you know the Eagles have got to play every down, uh, every series the whole way. Um, so we'll see. But I you know I. Unlike other years, I, I I'd have a lot more optimism about this schedule on paper um, than I have in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, looking over the schedule, it really could. If you're feeling optimistic, if you feel like, yeah, we're going to take another run, you know, for the Lombardi Trophy, then realistically, you could talk yourself into twelve and four and not have it be such a stretch if you're like you know all of us and have been bitten and know that the eagles are going to cough up bad games um 10 and 6 works i'm going to split the difference say 11 and 5 and that's a huge caveat god who knows even when the season's going to start but i mean 11 and 5 seems fair um but it you know eventually if if the Eagles want to be considered an elite team in the league, we shouldn't look at uh, the saints and go, that's an automatic loss. Now, when I calculated my 11 and five, I have the saints as, as a loss. <laughs> like I do, even though it's not in uh, new Orleans, I just think they're a better team than us. They match up better, but eventually you turn that corner. You know, eventually you have, the nobody can beat us mentality that should be a 12 and four schedule. So I'd say 11 and five. I'd be more surprised if we went 12 and four than if we went 10 and six. Flipping over and looking at Dallas's schedule. Uh, I don't know if you guys have looked at that at all. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just think Dallas isn't like I, I did they get worse this year? It like, seems like they've sort of um I, I don't think that they're better or worse. I don't th- we and we haven't talked about this. What are your takes on the Andy Dalton signing? What do you think that that is saying to the league about how they feel about Dak Prescott? Do you think it says more or less to the league about what how Dallas feels than how the Eagles feel about Carson Wentz? I mean, I didn't I read think, I didn't read too much into it. I just looked at them like getting a veteran guy, which is the complete opposite of what the Eagles did. Yeah, I I thought the same. I thought, okay, here's a guy with name recognition makes Jerry Jones happy. Um, if anything can make that black, crusty, <laughs> sun-dried soul happy. Um, but some name recognition, a guy to manage, you know, steady the ship if something were to happen. For me, it all comes down to Dak. You know, is he a a, a good to great quarterback. I don't think he's great. I think he's fine. I think he's maybe above replacement level. I have not seen anything that makes me say this guy's your your franchise quarterback. He's he, was Rodney Pete a franchise quarterback? You know, I think Dak's better than Rodney Pete, but not by that much. I think he's just. I think he's fine. You know, nothing. Nothing about him inspires confidence in me, which as an Eagles fan is wonderful, but it's really hard to assess how good they are when you look at the quarterback and go, hey, he's fine. You know, you know they, they got the running game, you know, but I, I just don't trust Dak to do anything special. I don't trust him to go. I don't expect to turn on ESPN Probably we can stop the sentence right there. But I don't expect to turn on ESPN and see them talking about, oh, Dak lighting up the league and, you know, early season MVP talk. You know, is Dak Prescott the the favorite for MVP? I just don't see it happening. I think, you know, I think he'd be more likely to go, you know, who's a really underrated quarterback, Dak Prescott, but I think he's fine. I think he's average and... I don't see a, you know, an influential team with an average quarterback. Well, what do you think about it, Gene? I mean, you jumped all over, right, when the news came out. Do you have a do you have like a a gut reaction to that signing? Like honestly, I I honestly thought that was sort of in in Jerry Jones' way, and it's mostly I take from the 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 contract negotiation. They offered Dak Prescott a contract that would have made him the highest paid player in the league, which I wanted him to sign because I want him to be a Cowboy for life. Um, I also wanted uh, Jason Garrett to coach the Cowboys until 2040. Um, Jerry Jones doesn't make decisions based on what I want, clearly. Um, But uh, the thing that I thought was this was typical Jerry Jones kind of maneuvering to sort of say to Dak, like, you know, you better watch out because we've got uh, Andy Dalton on his heels. The problem is Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. He's not he's not going to inspire fear, I don't think, into anybody else. He's he is almost like the definition of a guy who is a game manager to me. I've I've watched a a lot of Andy Dalton's uh, mediocre play over the years. He he's uh, the guy that uh, you know, he's a starting quarterback in the league that I can't think of a single person that's ever drafted in a fantasy league um, because why would you, you know, other than the fact that he threw to A.J. Green for a long time. Um, I, I think that this was almost Dallas's internal way of saying, um, you know, we're we're fine moving, you know, have, you know, we're going to. St- we're gonna have somebody behind you, Dak. If you do, if you you know think you're gonna muscle us to a certain degree, and, and, and that might just me being wishful thinking that there's trouble in Jerry Land, um, because the more drama there are internally in Dallas, the better it is uh, for the Eagles. Um, and comparatively, I I think that I've I've started to come around more on the idea that. Um, the Eagles made the pick that they did because they really truly believe that that was um, a good move considering what was there at the time. Um, They felt that that quarterback was not going to be there in the third round and that that was somebody they wanted to bring in. Um, And they are looking with an eye towards the future and whether or not he's a player that is going to be on the field or that they're going to flip. 
but they have committed both financially and with the way that they built the roster to Carson Wentz and his strengths. Um, so I believe that Carson, hopefully, if he's got the stuff to be a franchise quarterback, mentally, he's not going to get rattled by this and he's going to come out. And hopefully, if he really does have the speed at receiver that they've tried to give him, we're going to see some MVP-type numbers the way we did in 2017. I have really come around to the idea that a lot of why people are kind of down on Carson Wentz, aside from the injury thing, is that I really think that we have not seen him with the weapons that he needs. And now I feel like we've got them, and this is going to be the year where he's got to make or break. All right. Uh, Let's move on to some back to normalcy uh news i know mlb we're expecting to hear a proposed plan uh that's going to be proposed to players you know sometime this week uh i know that there was some speculation that there were some rumors that we'd start seeing preseason games as uh, you know as early as june 10th and uh, regular season baseball around the 4th of july but that was kind of uh uh debunked but we're supposed to get a plan this week uh, but it, Chuck, is hockey any closer? I don't know if they're any closer to returning. I think hockey, based off the most recent time frame I heard, would be coming back mid-July. So just when you're thinking of ice, um, mid to late July, hockey should be returning. The, the one thing that the NA playoffs, right? That, that, they can't finish this regular season and then expect to have a full off season, right? Um, it's going to be just playoffs. It's there was a lot of talk of finishing the regular season. I don't believe that was very genuine talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now the consensus is they would jump right into playoffs. Um, and some great arguments I heard why you wouldn't do a regular season is how could you convince, you know, a team like, like Detroit, like New Jersey, you know, to come and play a handful of what to them is meaningless games. Right. You know, and, and risk injury, be away from their family, risk disease infection. Um, So that really didn't have much practical application i think it was it was a bit of a pr spin to say that oh yes yes we're really focused on on finishing the regular season i i don't think that'll happen i think we're gonna go right in the playoffs maybe some preseason games yeah um the big the big news is what the format of the playoffs will most likely be oh and i'm just big I'm just basing this on, well, several things. One uh, was a report from Chris Johnson of Sportsnet in Canada. Um, It was kind of a throwaway line based off the format, later followed up by Larry Brooks um, out of New York. But it's talking about a 24-team playoff. And to me, there's just way too much smoke for this not to be legit. Did you say a 24-team playoff? it would be. Correct. A six teams from each division would make it. Okay. The top two seeds in that t- um, division play each other to see who wins the division in a three-game series. The other four okay. teams are essentially playing a three-game play-in series. So let's look at the metro. So the loser of that one see what that would look up. like. So the loser of that one-two matchup would not be eliminated from the playoffs. That would just be for seeding purposes. Correct. So that actually gives the one and two huge advantage because these guys are going to be rusty as hell. You're going to play a three-game playoff series for them, you know, for seeding purposes. But also, this is kind of like a, a regular season for them. They don't right. have the consequences of losing that. You know, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Columbus, and the Islanders would. So it'd be a three-game first round. And after that first round, it'd be sort of the playoffs as normal. With 
you know, some teams on the, the bubble having the potential to make it in. You know, conspiracy theorists happen to point out, like, hey, that m- ensures that Montreal makes the playoffs. Buffalo makes the playoffs. Um, Who cares? Chicago would miss. But, <laughs> but a lot of... A lot of uh, popular hockey markets make the playoffs. And I don't think it's a bad idea. You know, I think it'd be very interesting. Um, and it seems as fair as many options. Yeah, why not? Like, whatever. I mean, like this year, it's, it, I mean, you might as well just throw some shit out there, try some new yeah. stuff, see what happens. Let's try to have some fun with it. Let's get more teams involved get more fans involved dude i will i will watch anything like i was watching the ncaa spike ball championship <laughs> uh the other day on espn dude i'm watching kbo baseball uh you guys check out any of the kbo baseball i have not watched any only KBO little baseball. bits only little bits i've, I've read well, some box scores though look i will say Doosan Bears and NC Dinos are uh, the teams you want to watch. They are they the class or are they just like the mashers? What 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 was well, the you know, sell me on some Dinos merch or something? So, well, all right. So the so the so and I watched a bunch of games. I, I haven't I didn't I haven't seen every team play yet, but from what I've seen, those two are the are the class. So the Doosan Bears are the defending champs. Um, and they have a very interesting playoff format if we want to talk about that. But the Bears are the defending champs, and the Dinos just, like, mash. Like, every time I've watched them play, they're putting up big numbers, um, big home runs and stuff like that. So, and, you know, they're the Dinos, man. It, like, brings out your, like, inner eight-year-old. Is there any... And they're a video game company, right? And see, I don't know what they make, yeah. but they're a video game company. Is there any interesting rules that you've watched that you've been like, oh, I wish they would do that in major, you know, in major league? Or is it pretty much just a carbon copy of the way that we play baseball? It's or is the there same. any like, strategy uh, that you said, like, wow, that seems unique to the Asian game? Yeah, it's the same. I was talking to somebody about it, and they were like, oh, it's just a bunch of like cast off uh, MLB players. But really, it can't be because they have a limit on uh, how many foreign players you're allowed to have on your team so you're only allowed to have three foreign players on your squad so everyone else is a a a korean player um and two i I believe two foreign players can't pitch for you uh Hmm. in the same game but other than that i mean it's exactly the same until it gets to the playoff format which is very regular season heavy so if you win the regular season you are in the world series or the equivalent of the world series. And then if you finish second, you are in like the conference finals. And if you finish third, you're in the semifinals. And then the fourth and fifth teams play each other in a three game series, but the fourth seed team already has a win. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is regular season heavy. That's, that's crazy and I kind of love it. Um it's it's really setting you up for success if you don't count momentum as something that exists. Yeah, but, I mean it's only a 10 team. Um, it's that, only a 10 team. Really league. crazy. It, yeah, it's only a 10 team league, so okay. it, it's a little bit more feasible to do that because it, all all yeah. it is is you play every team 16 times. Yeah. Like that's the see like there's no schedule. It's like that's it. Like there's no like oh I wonder who we play this year. It's like no, you fucking know who you play this year. <laughs> you play the other nine teams and you play them sixteen times. You play them eight at home and eight on the road, and that's how it goes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd be okay with that. Me and my Samsung Lions. Yeah, they're not good. They're Samsung. not, but I like their uniforms and they make my computer. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would encourage you to check it out if you're up early in the morning or whatever. You know, you just you wake up before work, watch three innings. You probably see the last three innings of a game. 
Um, it's worth checking out. It's it's competitive baseball. It's professional. It, it's not like bad news bears out there or anything like that. It's like legit baseball. So it's you know, it's worth watching. Chuck, are you watching anything fun nice. uh, to fill the void? Like, are you watching? Any, I'm sorry. Am I watching any what? Like any any fun sports type uh, replacements? No, um, I'm. I'm watching Doc McStuffins, uh, Muppet Babies, Bluey. Highly recommend Bluey uh, on Nick Jr. That's it's a Australian children's show. Um, uh, playing a lot of iPad games. Um, this last week was my first full week at home with the kids. I'm gonna have uh, another five weeks at home with the kids. So. Dude, if you want to break down children's television and why Doc McStuffins has a uh, a bad bedside manner and gives out horrible advice for people with mental health problems, I am your man. Um, but outside of that, I, that's all I get, being hypercritical of cartoons. I will tell you, uh, we watched, you know, the murder wasp is, or the murder hornet is now in the United States. Yes. And... Uh, we Correct. watched the YouTube video today of a guy who, uh, you know, had a, you know, he, he, he does a thing where he has these insects sting him and then he rates and reviews the sting. <laughs> I like the rate and reviews. <laughs> it's a five. But... No, he's like writhing on the guy. He's like, that's a four. It's a total four. Oh God. It's a four. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> that is um, something I could bet on. That is absolutely something I could gamble on. Yeah, yeah, check that because you can see the. I mean, the this thing is is crazy. This murder hornet, but um, does not look like you want to get stung by that thing. Gene, what are you doing to fill the void? You got? Are, do you watch anything? Well, well, uh, very obtuse? similar. I have been researching murder hornets. I'm fascinated by anything that is insect and murder related. Um, but the, did you know that we already have and have been protecting what will be the demise of the murder hornet? And uh, for those of you listening that have kids, make sure that you impress upon them the need to protect our praying mantises in the world. Because No way. A praying mantis praying will fight a... I, I watched a video earlier this week, and there's also been some still shots that are around. Like when Murder Hornet versus Praying Mantis, uh, mono e mono, Praying Mantis mops the floor with the, with the Murder Hornet. I love that bullshit they nice. told us when we were kids that like you would get fined like $500 if you killed a Praying Mantis. I was convinced that there were, <laughs> there were drones hovering above me that would come and get, get me if I, if I did it. <laughs> you get arrested Mantis. or something? I didn't even know what a drone was at the time, but I was convinced that, yeah, that was one of those urban myths where I had a kid in my neighborhood who, um, and I know what he was doing now, but he used to have one of those walkie-talkies. And I don't know who had the other one, but... He would hit that button, like the SOS button, and he tried to convince me that he had – he was seven. He tried to convince me that he had been hired by the FBI and that they sent him messages. I think that he's been diagnosed as schizophrenic at this point. I, I <laughs> don't have evidence, but if he was hearing – Hold on. Was he, like, reporting people who are killing praying mantises? No, he was telling me, like, oh, I got a message from my boss at the FBI – and we have to go and protect praying mantises today. And we have to go and let people, if anybody messes with them, we have to let them know that they'll be fine. So we would go to our neighbors and we would be obnoxious and tell them, like, you know, we're seven. We're going to we're going to find you. And they would be like, can you kids please get off my lawn um, and go away and do anything else? But, yeah, so that was started my first real interest in the insect uh, field. I do want to see seven-year-old Gene issue issue uh, an elderly person a citation for for killing a praying mantis. <laughs> it was it was mostly like, ah, excuse me, did you know that praying mantises eat their husbands after mating? <laughs> Gene's at, like, I like what is that? They're married. The, uh, facts. Yeah, but um, well, yeah, because that's I mean, they didn't tell you like what mating meant. They just to us that meant married. Um, but uh, the, the other thing I've been watching a lot of, much to my wife's chagrin, has been um, the EA Sports has been posting a lot of the Madden Bowl and a lot of the play-in tournaments. So, um, you know, thank goodness that video game quality has gotten to the point that it is. Um, so it almost actually is, you know, you know, I had 
could be fooled into thinking I'm watching real football, other than the fact that, you know, and the one thing I need to study up on is, like, how they can get these teams that are as stacked as they are. I watched a t- two guys play yesterday where one team was quarterbacked by Michael Vick and the other team was quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers, uh, and they all had, like, they just had loaded rosters of Hall of Fame caliber players. Um, you know, but they, they keep the quarters short. They're only five-minute quarters, so, you know, games aren't total blowouts. Uh, and some of that stuff can be really interesting, especially when you watch these. And it's amazing how young these players that are doing this competitively and for how much money. Um, but literally, I am sitting on YouTube watching two kids in their rooms um, somewhere in America playing video games. I'm not playing video games. I am watching teenagers play video games. Like, that's what I've that's been That's creepy to. as hell out of context. I know. Yes, it is. It really is. And it's free. <laughs> they put the it's free. You can you don't have to pay anything for it. Um <clears throat> well, let's keep let's keep filling the void uh right now and and uh and introduce Riverboat Gene back to the show. There's a trivia <laughs> game for us. Riverboat Gene, welcome to the show. It's like it's like a real like an actual different person. Yeah, no, I haven't actually left. And why do I do the voice? I don't know. Because I, I haven't actually... And I don't know what voice you were doing. <laughs> I don't think that person was, like, involved with the riverboat at all. It was, like, out of Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, riverboat dream! <laughs> he, he is originally from, from the Northeast. Um, so I, I've created a trivia game, much in the vein of Beat the Bowie or, 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 or Smash the Hammer or whatever they call it on WIP. Uh, so, uh... Prior to the show, there was a coin toss, and Chuck, unfortunately, you lost the coin toss. Um, so uh, okay. we're going to have to uh, put you in the isolation booth where you'll be enjoying some easy listening uh, of Kenny G. Uh, Kenny G was kind enough to send us one of his uh, some some of his new work that he's been doing in isolation. Uh, so enjoy that. It's a lot of uh, what is he an alto sax player? Um, you're gonna love uh, it. soprano sax, I well, believe. Yeah, you'll love it. He's actually moved on to alto Saxon. He's learned a whole new instrument in quarantine. Um, so uh, we will we will let you know when we're when we can let you out of quarantine. Uh, if you'll just uh, remove your headphones and uh, put on an episode of Doc McStuffins and some Kenny G, and we'll let you know when we're we're back. With pleasure. Okay. Uh, so the way this is going to work, and I'll explain this again to Chuck once we uh, once he comes back from isolation. Uh, I have twelve questions, Dave. They are uh, broken into uh, easy, medium, and hard, spread throughout the uh, the twelve questions. I'm not going to tell you which ones are easy, medium, and hard, obviously. Uh, but uh, the object will be to answer them as quickly as possible and uh, get as many right as possible in the least amount of time. Um, okay, is there t- is there an overall time limit to the show or to well to I mean I'd like to be in bed by like midnight so okay All right, um, I got you but, but I mean, we want to av- avoid like googling and stuff yeah like that, no right? yeah no so, no okay. googling you shouldn't need to google any of these things I think I think I've, okay I've, I've set them in such a way that they'll be they'll be easy to just shoot off a All right. an answer uh, I, I'm not gonna know any of them so we'll right. just whip, I think we'll just you'll know right a couple through. so uh, I will. I'll begin the, the, the timer here when I start reading the first question, and after you give your, your answer to the 12th question, I will stop the timer. Okay. Um, so when you are ready, and, and now that I'm ready, we will begin. Okay. What team originally drafted Eric Lindros? Uh, the, the Nordiques. What team did Roy Halladay throw his playoff no-hitter against? Uh, the Reds. What college did Allen Iverson attend? Uh, Georgetown. What other team did the Eagles temporarily merge with during World War II? Uh, The Steelers. Who was the first flyer inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't know. Bobby Clark. In 1979, who did the Phillies make the highest paid player in baseball? Um, Mike Schmidt. What company do the 76ers have a jersey sponsorship deal with? StubHub. What other two teams were involved in the trade to acquire Terrell Owens in 2004? Uh, the 49ers and um Oh, wow, I, I don't uh I don't know this one. So the 49ers and 
don't know, the Titans. What goalie has the most games played from 2000 and today to today for the Philadelphia Flyers? I'm sorry, the 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 goalie that has the most games played from 2000 to current. Uh Boucher. What player has the most base hits as a, as a, as a Philadelphia Philly? Uh, I'm sorry, what was the question again? What player has the most base hits as a Philadelphia Philly? Uh, uh, Jimmy Rollins. At the end of the 2000-2001 regular season, the 76ers won four postseason awards. What were they? Uh, okay, uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Sixth Man, and... Uh, coach of the year on what memorable memorable date was the fog bowl played we did a whole show on this we did uh uh memorable date uh january 1st that, I, that's fine you don't need to give me the year <laughs> okay all right, I'm going to mark down your time. Going to... I had some really stupid answers in there. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm not going to reveal your answers until. Oh, I don't get to. I don't. I don't. I don't get to know what my total is. Uh, you may give you your total. I'm not going to tell you. Well, however you want to run it. You got eight. Okay, I'll take it. All right, so uh, let's 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 bring Chuck back into the show. Do I listen to Chuck? Uh, you can if you can be quiet <sighs> and like not react. Okay, I will. Uh, I will mute and turn off my camera. Actually, let's welcome Chuck back to the show. If he unmutes his phone, his uh, thing. Chuck, can you hear me? I can hear you. I just had to unmute myself so you didn't hear me watching uh, tonight's episode of Batwoman. Oh. I only got four minutes in. So. Oh, all right. Man, cool, cool. Intense. All right. All right. Let me uh, let me set up the timer, and while I'm doing that, I'll give you the rules. So here are okay. the rules as I described them to Dave. There's going to be twelve. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give you a different color, actually. Uh, there, will, there will be 12 uh, questions that I've uh, okay. selected. There are uh, three for each of the four major teams in Philadelphia. They are mm -hmm. uh, There's an easy one, a medium one, and a hard one as determined by me. And okay. uh, I, you're going to see how many you can get correct. And um, mm -hmm. it's going to be who can get the most correct or uh, if, it's, if it's a tie, who got in, in the fastest amount of time. Um, okay. So I will tell you the number to beat is eight. Oh, Jesus. I didn't want to know that, but that's okay. all right. Okay. All right. So, <sighs> all right. Here we go. And I'll start the timer when I start reading the first question. And the timer starts now. What team originally drafted Eric Lindros? Uh, that'd be the Quebec Nordiques. What team did Roy Halliday throw his playoff no hitter against? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Was it the Reds? It was his first season. We, um,. Uh, I'm going to say the the Cincinnati Reds. What college did Allen Iverson attend? Um, Georgetown. What other team did the Eagles temporarily merge with during World War II? Uh, the Steelers. Who was the first flyer inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? Uh, Bernie Parent. In 1979, who did the Phillies make the highest paid, payer, highest paid player in baseball? Jesus, is it Carlton and Schmidt? Carlton and Schmidt, I'll, I'll say... Oh, no, no, Pete Rose, Pete Rose. What company do the 76ers have a jersey sponsorship deal with? Um, uh, uh, the the one they sell... Fuck, is it SeatGeek? Oh, man. Um, uh, SeatGeek. What were the other two teams involved in the trade to acquire Terrell Owens in 2004? Jesus. All right. So the 49ers were definitely one of them, obviously. Who was the intermediary team? 
I don't know it. Um, all right, the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. What goalie has the most games played from 2000 to today? Like any goalie or Flyers goalie? Flyers goalie. What goalie has the most games played? Steve Mason. What player has the most base hits in as a Philadelphia Yeah. What player has the most base hits as a Philadelphia Philly? Uh ever? Yes. Um Um uh I'm going to say Michael Jack Schmidt. At the end of the 2000-2001 regular season, the 76ers won four postseason awards. What were they? Uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Sixth Man of the Year. Um, they won four postseason of the year. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, uh, Coach of the Year. On what memorable date was the Fog Bowl played? Uh, I'm going to say, oh, it was, um, uh, a date that will live in infamy. Um, oh Lord, December 8th, I'm going to say December 8th. Stopping the clock. Two minutes and 55 seconds. Let me just tally up your all right score. i think i think december 6th is the day that will live in infamy december 7th uh, also delaware day. <laughs> <laughs> was that the day of the fog bowl no no and i'm going to reveal the answers here oh, okay okay dave do you know how well you did i do know how well i did because gene also told you how well i did Oh, you were just on mute the whole time, so you heard me? Yeah, I just muted myself and turned the camera off. Well, I will tell I will tell you this. It's like it came down to time. Damn. You both you both got eight correct. So let me go through the answers first. Uh both of you got correct. Um the uh the Quebec Nordiques was the theme that originally drafted Eric Lindros. Um, the team that Roy Halladay threw his playoff no-hitter against was, in fact, the Cincinnati Reds. Allen Iverson attended Georgetown University. The other team the Eagles temporarily merged with during World War II was the Steelers. Who was the first flyer inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? That was, Chuck, you're right, Bernie Perrant. Yeah, I got that one wrong. In 1979, the Phillies made Pete Rose the highest-played player in baseball. The uh, the 76ers have a jersey sponsorship deal with StubHub. Damn it! The other two teams involved... <laughs> I knew it was somebody... A secondary ticket market. Damn it! The other two teams involved with the trade to acquire Terrell Owens, that was San Francisco, which you both had, and the Baltimore Ravens. Never would have got. Um, the goalie that has the most game plays from 2000 to today... Brian Boucher. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Nice. Damn it. Player with the I most... said Steve Mason. Yeah. I knew he had the most wins. Player with the most base hits as a Philadelphia Philly, that is Jimmy Rollins. Oh, I was going to say, it was between Schmidt and Rollins for me. Damn it. At the end of the 2001, 2000-2001 uh, regular season, the 76ers won four postseason awards. You both got this right. They were MVP, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, and um, yeah, that's all, all four. MVP, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, and the memorable date the Fog Bowl was played on, New Year's Eve, 1988. Oh, I was one, I was one day off. One day off. One day off. Um, 226.47 for Dave, 255.47 for Chuck. Yeah, once I knew it came down to the time, I knew I lost because I was really deliberating over some. Oh, fucking StubHub. StubHub. That's what I was trying to think of. Like, I knew it wasn't SeatGeek. So there you go. Uh, but I knew it. Damn it. So that was a, well, pretty, a pretty fun game. Well, I'm going to be kicking myself for a while over something that had, like, there were no stakes on this. Yeah, so the I, thing but... that I'm happy about is that combined, uh, we got 10 out of 12, 
and half of one answer right, and we were off by a day on another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys did really good, and uh, I think there were some pretty fun questions. I feel like there was none that you were like, I don't even have a guess for this, uh, which was kind yeah. of my my object in writing of the questions. Uh, I was uh, really impressed with. Uh, your guys' knowledge, especially you you knowing the San Francisco part of that trade thing. That was the one when I looked up that answer. I, I knew Baltimore was part of that deal for Terrell Owens. I did not remember that San Francisco was the other half. Um, and both of you guys knew that. Um, well, that's the team that Owens played for. Right, yeah. which is well, I, I, I don't know why I blanked on that. but um, that's funny. Chuck, I was impressed that you pulled Pete Rose. It, um, well, I was a big Pete Rose fan as a kid, and then yeah. – I was thinking, I'm like, all right, well, who who are they going to pay more? Their their top pitcher, their top batter, and then I was like, no, you pay the free agent in an era before free agency. It had to be Pete Rose. Hold Did on. you get that one? I imagine. I, uh, what's that? I got. You. Uh, what's that? I asked. Did you get that? No, I got. I had. Uh, I had Schmidt. Hmm. I was just. I was doing like first name that popped into my mind for for most of those gene what was the hard sixers question i thought the hard sixers question was the four uh postseason awards in 01 are, are there more than four postseason awards uh like those are just the big four postseason awards right rookie of the year was the other one that i thought yeah, would I be included in that yeah or most improved maybe yeah i don't even do they have that then yeah yeah yeah, because I I got the first three, and then I was like, uh, I didn't, and I thought the StubHub one. I thought the StubHub one was kind of the medium one, and obviously where I, AI went to school, I thought was the was the gimme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had a really yeah. hard time with the Flyers questions though, so you definitely know that's my week. <laughs> my week. <laughs> Who did you say, uh, Bobby Clark for the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I was debating between Clark or Perrant in my in my head, but I was just like, whatever, just Clark, just let's go obvious. Yeah, Perrant's like, career like just ended earlier, so you know, what's that, Chuck? Yeah, Perrant's career just ended earlier, so and oh, oh, I, I I was thinking wins because Mason is the the third winningest goalie in Flyers history. So, like, from 2000 to today, I'm like, oh, it's Mace. But, oh, fucking StubHub. Did you? Oh, sorry. I'm going to be irritated about that all night. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's the one you should have had. But great, great game, guys. Uh, you, you, you guys both uh, represented yourselves well, I think. And um, congratulations to the winner. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we should do that. Yeah, again. That was fun. Yeah, and uh, one we, of you, did, we should. One of these days, you guys will have to uh, make one up so that uh, I can be on the other other side because I I like yeah, to we'll, answer uh, trivia, we'll rotate. trivia questions. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I I, I borrowed the the uh, the iPad. The Yacht house, Club uh, Dave will do the questions <laughs> next time. Yacht Club Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's Yacht Club Dave. <laughs> Which seventy sixer has the best taste in caviar? <laughs> Chuck, you need to think of a seafaring vessel to name yourself after. <laughs> this is Canoe Chuck. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that'll put a bow on this one. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with, I don't know, more antics, rewatches. <laughs> Who knows what we'll be talking about next week, but we'll do a show next week. Um, until then, if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, which of course you do because you're stuck at home, uh, be sure to check out the Whip Around for all your weird news. Um, and have a great day. Working from home. Chilling watching Netflix, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, have a great day doing it. We're out of here.
further review of the official Potadelphia trivia answers, it has been determined that Steve Mason played more games for the Philadelphia Flyers since 2000, making Chuck the winner. We should have known Chuck would never get a Flyers question wrong.